Welcome to Gardening Naturally with Jeff Ferris. Call or text Jeff now with your gardening and landscape questions. 512-836-0590. Hey, good morning, gardeners. Sorry about that first hour. Um, We had some technical difficulties and we had to run out and get some baling wire and twine because kind of wonder about our phone systems. But I think we're back in business. I don't hear my uh, my producer yelling in my ear going, no, 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 we're not on yet. So hopefully being in business now, we can get to some of the issues we have to talk about today. And you know, folks, <clears throat> going to be a hot one again today. We technically didn't set a record the other day, which... That was a good thing. But uh, we're probably going to be setting records for the rest of the next week or two or three. At some point, the orbit of the Earth will change so that we are not getting that direct sun nonstop on us and raising these temperatures to these unbelievable limits. Can't happen soon enough. Technically, today, we supposedly have a 20% chance of rain. Technically. Uh, I'm hoping that that's that's going to happen. But I think I have a better chance of winning the lottery than I do of getting rain today. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe I better go get a lottery ticket just in case. In the meantime, want to talk about something that's important. Many of the local communities are so uh, are in such water restrictions that watering outside is not allowed. And um, can't run your sprinklers, can't run your hoses. There are more and more of these communities every day. I'm fortunate I'm on a once a week watering schedule. So we need to find ways to find water to use every drop that we get. So, um, we can think of some ways to be able to get water out to our plants. First, let's uh, let's go to the phone. This is Glenn. Glenn, what can I help you with? Yes, sir. I was calling. I'm I'm in Georgetown, and I've got a young tree, probably about uh, five months old. It's a red oak, and I think I've got either slime flux or alcoholic flux. It's sweating, and it's getting that little. Uh, slime-looking stuff on it, and I was looking online, and it doesn't show that there's anything I can do to help it. I was just wondering if you might could tell me something. Nope. It's not a fatal disease. Uh, let me rephrase that a second. Foresters hate it because it'll leave a stain inside the tree in the wood. So when uh-huh. they go to cut it, it'll look terrible but it doesn't generally bother the tree. 
Now, the difference between the two, slime flux, uh, slime flux or alcohol flux, um, is kind of what the byproduct is. The alcohol flux will foam and smell like beer, and the slime flux won't, will, will ooze, but it'll be high sugar. So you'll wind up with a lot of bugs trying to lick up the sugar. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> yeah, neither one of them... Neither one of them is fatal to the tree. It'd be okay. nice if they didn't have it, but they will survive it. They will make a comeback, and they will survive it. Like I said, unless you intended to let that tree grow up and you were going to cut it down and plank it and use the wood to make furniture, um, there, there's really nothing that's harming you in, the, in this. Do what you okay. can to keep tree happy. You know, mulch it, compost it. I was going to say water it, but if you don't have access to water, that gets harder and harder to do. Yeah. Well, I water it. I've got access to water. Um, but I just thought maybe there was something I could spray on or something. But anyhow, if there's nothing, I'll just let it make its comeback then. And it will, it will have faith in it. Um, it's a, it's a silly disease, but it will go away. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Glenn. Uh, folks, this is Gardening Naturally. We're up against a break. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I was starting on how to find water. Uh, if you are limited, like your community says, hey, sorry, you can't water outside. What are you doing for some of your plants? Where can you get water? Well, unless you have a well, which I know many people do, you don't really have a, a source of water that you can use. This is how low our water supplies are. However, if you are in the shower, consider, consider taking a five-gallon bucket in with you. This will be the water that bounces off of you that is in the air that you collect in that bucket that you can take and use on maybe you have a plant that you're trying to really keep it going. That is a source of water. Now, be careful. It's always awkward with a full bucket trying to get in and out of the shower, but um, that is some water that you can use. You can do the same with wash water. It's called gray water. If you're able to tap the, the drain of your washing machine, and uh, my laundry room was set up in such a way a while ago where when the 
washer went to flush out the water, uh, rinse water, it, instead of going into my septic, went out a piece of plumbing in the, in the wall and ran a hose to a particular tree that I was trying to take care of. Now, I don't have that anymore. I, I moved where my laundry room is, so I don't have access to run that water out through the wall anymore. But some of you may. That wash water, so long as you're not doing diapers, is called gray water. And that gray water can be used on non-edibles. That means you can water your trees with it. You can water your flowers with it. You can put it to use rather than just let it go down the drain. Uh, so a, a bucket in the shower, uh, redirect your washing machine drain water. Um, sink water, maybe you wash dishes in a, a tub in your sink rather than just rinsing them. That's water that you can gather. There's one more place you can get water and a surprisingly large amount of it. In this weather with this humidity, there's lots of it. Your air conditioner, um, as it cools, water condenses on the coils and it drains out. There is a hose somewhere, there's probably a piece of PVC, somewhere near your air conditioning unit and you will see that water is dripping out of it when the air conditioner is running. That drain is supposed to be there, okay? In an efficient system, you can collect as much as 18 gallons of water per day at this time of the year in Texas. That is a lot of water that right now, if you go out and look, you probably just got a big wet spot near your air conditioning unit. That water can be attached to a hose, can be collected and uh, placed in a tub, in a bucket, and you can use it to water those special plants that you just will not want to lose during these weather conditions. Yes, I know there's people typing away right now to answer this. That water is is part of the reason why we had Legionnaire's disease in uh, Pennsylvania. The air conditioning system condensation was a perfect growth medium for the Legionnaire's disease. Does that same thing occur from your AC unit? That's a risk you may take, but that water is available. And if you are using it on non-edibles, your risk should be pretty low. 
and you will be able to recover that water and possibly keep your plants going. But be aware of it. There are ways where we waste water and could put it to much better use. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. We're at the bottom of the hour. We're going to break for the news. I'll catch you on the other side. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512-836-0590. Welcome back, everybody. Um, such a hot day. And we just don't see any break from it for, well, I don't know when. Uh, like I said, your your chance of rain, you have a better chance winning the lottery. It would be great. Oh, don't get me wrong. We all would love to find some kind of water so that we can hopefully make sure that we keep our trees going, make sure that we can get, uh, you know, our turf looking good, our flowers blooming. I have to tell you, though, you know, I'm able to only water one day a week during the typical window, not after 10 and not before 7 p.m. Um, my lantana have been amazing. Not only did they bloom once this year, but now they're on their second bloom and it's just gorgeous. It's doing fantastic. I, I have to give it credit for being such a strong performer. I have some roses that they have bloomed better this year, but they are still going in this heat. I have plants. Um, I'm, I'm really kind of tired of my Texas sage. They do nothing but lie to me. They have been absolutely beautiful this last week or 10 days. All these big, beautiful, gorgeous little purple flowers all over them. Well, that's supposed to mean it's going to rain. Poor things. I think that they've uh, lost their minds because I don't see we got any rain coming. And we didn't get any water per se. Now, I do have a uh, flame acanthus. It's doing great. It's really doing well. My Turks cap, they're still going. Um, I, I have had to break down and, and get them water once a week. When I have my watering day, I try to make sure I can get some to them. But they are just still going. The hummingbirds are loving them. They're, you know, I have hummers come by every single day. And it's really weird because it's almost always at the same time of the day. Like um, sometime around dinner time, I can be pretty sure to see uh, to see this kind of uh, rain. 
to cause them to bloom. The hummers are on a regular schedule. We haven't had the rain. Very little water given to my Turks caps, and they're still blooming. Now, my pears still think it's too early for me to pick them. I'm going to wait till August. I know that's only a few days away. But uh, I had a... uh, I had a crow pick a pear and fly over to a bird bath I have and throw the pear in there and wash the pear so he could peck at it and eat it. Couldn't believe it. It's like, wow, that is a, a seriously hungry bird. Now, I haven't seen any squirrels lately. I'm losing my purple martins. I still get, I'm up to about maybe 20 in the morning when I was up to 100. But I think they're getting ready to head south. My uh, bluebirds, well, they fledged. I think we got two babies this round. And one egg that didn't hatch, not unusual for bluebirds. But this heat and this weather, I can't believe any of the critters are still dealing with it or handling it at all. We took some pie plates and we filled those with water along with our bird bath. And we get rabbits and lizards. Both of them will come running up to these and get water. And I think it's the only thing that's keeping some of them alive. It's really terrible. We're worried about, oh, my turf is looking so bad. It's like, oh, these animals are dying. He just got sent a picture. Uh, My wife is showing me the... uh, Roadrunner is using our bird bath too, trying to jump in there and get cool. Pretty hard to do. Pretty hard to do. Um, but any water is keeping them cooler. So if you can't, consider bird baths. You don't have to put out seed. No, that's not a problem. There's plenty of seed in Texas. There's plenty of plants that produce seeds that the birds will eat. They can't find water everywhere. So put out a bird bath. Every morning, get up when it's cold, when it's cool, excuse me. Empty it, rinse it out, put fresh water in it. There's very little water being used in a bird bath. And that will help them out tremendously. And actually, um, I've always found it to be quite fun to watch, you know, five or ten birds all jump into the bird bath at the same time and have a big splash party. Happens a lot now with uh, with a limited amount of bird baths around. I have eight at the moment. <laughs> 
And if I could, I would put in more than that. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Gardening Naturally on News Radio KLBJ with host Jeff Ferris. Jeff is ready for your calls or text messages at 512 836 0590. Welcome back, everybody. Gosh, this weather is just unbelievably hot. It's like, is it ever, ever going to end? It may not. This has been a record hot year because last year was a record hot year. Actually, like the last four years set records. And um, it's probably just going to continue. So this is this is a constant reminder. This is the poke in the ribs from Mother Nature telling you, prepare your soil properly. Pick plants that can manage without the huge amount of water. Natives grow here for a reason. So it's something that <clears throat> it's not going to get better. You are, you are denying, you are in denial if you think that, oh, this is just a phase and we'll drop back to, you know, cooler temperatures and we won't have this kind of summer ever again. Um, we have broken every record that you can come up with for the, both the temperature and the amount of temperature. We had how many days in a row? 30 of 100 degrees or more, and that's not, um, that's not what we're looking for. That is not what we wanna have. It is going to get worse. So the minute we're back to weather where we can be outside and not melt ourselves, not wind up, uh, you know, blistered away in this heat, we need to uh, go out there and address the soil. We need to reconsider the plants that we have. We need to make sure, you know, I was mentioning you can get water from your AC unit or you can put um, a bucket in the shower with you to get some water that way. You can um, use your washing machine drain, which is gray water. Can't put it on edible plants, but your trees will love it. We have to look at every leak we may have. When you turn your hoses on, do they drip? That's wasted water. Get those little gaskets. My gosh, they couldn't be cheaper. You can get like 20 of them for $5. Replace them. Every time you see something's dripping and it's leaking, fix it. Water is that precious now, folks. It is that precious. So we need to make sure we're using it 
properly. Um, when you water, you need to water correctly. Nice, slow, deep soaking. The longer the roots are into the soil, they move into cooler soil. Soil that may still have moisture in it. So deep watering, slow, no runoff. No matter how much you water concrete, it's not going to grow. All right? Uh, I'm really sorry. It's just not going to happen. So don't waste water in the first place. And when we get back into what are normal conditions, whenever that is going to be, where we get to use water again, start working on that soil. Soil activator, molasses, compost tea, seaweed solution. Those four products will start building the soil up and giving you the tilt that you're looking for. Crumbly soil with room for holding lots of water. And with all that water, you water once and it doesn't run away. It doesn't evaporate as fast. Your turf gets these nice deep roots so it can stay green when the water, when the weather is terrible like this. So that's our goal. If you're not outside gardening, I'm not, I'm not. I, I can barely keep plants in containers on my back deck growing well. If it wasn't for my wife running out there and making sure that the bird baths got the water they need and we water the few plants we have on our back deck, none of that stuff would be there. So don't waste it. And when we're able to get out there and do work again, remember, organic matter in the soil, lots of organic matter in the soil. Those products that build up the soil, that feed that soil biology. We're becoming a desert in Texas. The amount of water that falls from the sky evaporates so fast that we lose more than half of it. That's not me making that up. That's the Texas Water Development Board numbers. We get about 32 inches of rain a year. And more than half of that evaporates. We only have one, maybe two months where the amount of rain and the amount of evaporation are about equal. Every other month, the evaporation wins out and it dries us out. This is the drought. So we need to be working on doing everything you can to, uh, develop that soil. I'm starting to make plans now for when the weather gets better again. I have my cover crops that are going to be going in to start building up that soil. 
we really need it. And it's the easiest way, a low water way of getting organic matter back into your soil. It is uh, very, very discouraging. That's the polite word I can use to try to garden right now. It is, you're watching your plants struggle or maybe some of them are even dying. We need to address that. We need to be working every day when we can get out there and start developing that soil and making it a better place for your plants to grow. Make it absorb and hold more water. Folks, this is Gardening Naturally. Uh, sorry for this morning, little difficulties. Um, I will talk to you all again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Try to have a great day.